looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! <laughs> How about a fresca? Hey, everybody, we're all gonna get late. Hello and welcome to We Start With Movies. My name is Logan and with me as always is my co-host, Augie. Hello. So, We Start With Movies is a movie podcast where we start talking about a movie and we really just let whatever tangents come up naturally just fly on the wings of the night. Uh, Our first guest this week is Stefan. Stefan, would you like to introduce yourself? How's it going, guys? It's great to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, really excited for the show. I think it's going to be a action-packed adventure. Um, So, yeah. Great. Well, the first movie we're going to be discussing this week in either a lot of detail or a little detail uh, will be the 1980 hit cult film Caddyshack, directed by Harold Ramis. Any any starting hits that you want to get off? I got to say, Caddyshack, movie that I've seen a lot when I was younger. We watched it pretty recently here just to brush up on it for this episode. It's really funny, but it's kind of stupid. Oh, it's very silly, but I, I love every second of it. It is so quotable. I, I can't even believe, you know, that I'm like, I say something naturally, and I'm like, oh, that's a quote from Caddyshack. <laughs> yeah, you, you were kind of writing down a lot of good quotes, and I was surprised how many that we were writing down, and it made sense because there's so many good things to talk about. Oh, I know. Uh, so let's let's launch in. Um, when was the first time you guys saw this movie? Logan? I would say I saw it when I was a kid. Probably too young to see it. Uh, I mean, it's not like a super racy film for a kid, but it's definitely not age-appropriate for most kids. But I, I have three older brothers, so I saw a lot of older like comedy kind of films, maybe some R-rated films, maybe when I wasn't supposed to. But oh, Wow. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> but you're but still here now, though, which I'm is still important. Here, yeah, and it, I saw when I was a little guy, so I didn't understand a lot of the jokes, but there's some jokes that even kids can understand. Like that, for example, that, that scene with the baby Ruth. I thought that was like the funniest scene when I was a little kid, but it's not as funny anymore, I gotta say, though. Would, would a baby Ruth actually, actually float? I don't know. I think that'd have to be something you'd need to test out. Do you think that is the candy bar that looks most like, uh, like a, a piece of a, shit, a yeah. turd? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably a Snickers. Yeah, I think a Snickers would probably. Oh, or maybe like a, um, like a Charleston chew or something. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't Charleston chews like white? No, I think it's the one with the. I'm thinking of the one. Food. I'm thinking of the one that's like very lumpy. Yeah, the hundred grand. Oh, mm. yeah, 100 grand would be bad. I love 100 grand. Did those grand. exist back then? I don't know. I feel like 100 gr- the 100 grand is kind of an old-fashioned candy bar. I think it is, too. Uh, you don't get a lot of those, like, trick-or-treating these days. Ooh, maybe a Heath no. bar? Heath bar? Oh, yeah. Oh, I could go for a Heath bar but, right now. Yeah, but uh, Baby Ruth, though. <laughs> Ruth could go for Heath bar. Baby Ruth is definitely a good choice, though. I mean, I think they, I think they chose the right uh, candy bar to, to mimic a piece of shit. Certainly a, a classic, like... Just a little snafu. Mm-hmm. Right, so how about you guys? When did you guys first see it? I um I think I saw it pretty young as well. I remember watching it and not really understanding much of the plot line or the characters. Um, but it was always on TV. I remember it was always on like the Golf a- Channel, AMC <laughs> or the Golf Channel, which like both I would watch pretty frequently. And 
yeah, I didn't really understand it, and I do remember um, there there are there are a couple racier parts, and I mean those parts weren't on TV um, because you can't show that on TV, but um, yeah. It was well, it was a long time ago. So. Speaking of golf, uh, is this is this the reason that you chose the film? If if we didn't mention already, Stefan was the one that chose this week's film. So he was our first guest. We gave him all the power. He could have chosen any single film, and it was Caddyshack. So what was the reason? Um, I think like it's like we've said before. It's just it's a classic. I mean, it's so quotable, so funny. Um, got some great actors of, I guess yesterday and today. I wouldn't say that. Chevy Chase is still super relevant, but I mean, Bill Murray's a legend. If um, you asked anyone who Bill Murray was, they'd probably know who he is. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's one of my favorite movies, but I am also a pretty avid golfer, so it kind of it kind of strikes a chord with me. Um, but I think what you were trying to ask is, I don't think this movie made me really want to play golf any more or less. Okay. Um, I always just thought it was really funny, and it, and I was discussing this earlier. the The golf course where they play, I think it's called Bushwood Country Club. Yeah, it kind of rem- reminds me of um, a country club back home, um, where it's just super waspy and just all these old people everywhere, and it just smells kind of weird. And, and a who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Augie and I are not part of country clubs, so would you say that we enjoy the film less because of that, Augie, or do you think Stefan has something, some upper hand above us? Well, I always have the upper hand <laughs> above you two. <laughs> Let's I, just make that clear right now. I don't think the belonging to a country club is vital for you to laugh and appreciate this movie. Yeah, I, I gotta agree. I think uh, I think the golf scenes are, like, they're not, about, it's not about the golf, really. I think it's the setting that yeah, matters, it's just about the antics really about the, that kind of yeah, go on exactly. there. Okay, so in our first segment, we're going to do... Hey, well, I didn't get to tell you the first time I saw this movie. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, the sorry. first time I saw this movie was in sixth grade, President's Day weekend. I had just been playing down at the local forest with my brother and my neighbor. The local forest? <laughs> the local forest. And we were having a gladiator fight with sticks and, like, trash can lids as shields. And uh, my neighbor threw a wooden like club at the back of my head and cut my head open and when I went home after my mom took care of me sat down on the couch with some you know snacks with and baby bandages <laughs> and my parents put this movie on I was on AMC and I was like I didn't get it at all the two the only two parts like I laughed at were the when Rodney Dangerfield walks into the club store and like and sees Ted Knight wearing the fedora, um, the fedora and he's like oh when you buy this hat, you should get a free bowl of soup. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> and then the very last scene when Judge Schmales goes, well, we're waiting. Well, see, I think that'll take us right into this our next segment Perfect. here. Perfect. Um, the Weird Quote Award. And I got to say, there, there are some weird quotes in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you want to start us off, Augie? Or, yeah, so or... let's ex- let's explain the segment. So uh, basically every movie has, I shouldn't say every movie, but real aficionados of, you know, of these movies have quotes that are like hardly even quotes at all, you know? Yeah. It's just like you've seen the movie so many times, you quote it, but it's like a very, it's very like minute in the, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but what makes this, category this segment tough for this movie 
is that the whole thing is so quotable. Um, There's a lot of quotes. Some of them are really funny. Some of them are a little racy. Yeah. Like, like borderline racist. I'll need to write those down. I, did, I don't know if you... Uh, I, I will not be sharing that. those on air, but we did get above seven on the race meter. Okay, Whoa. That's, that's pretty high. We'll compare that with future movies and see how that compares. Uh, Caddyshack might be the winner for a while, but we'll see, though. Okay, so what's your uh, what's your quote? You have a lot. Uh, of I can choose mine. I have mine. Yeah, ready. yeah. Go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna narrow mine down a little bit. Okay, so this is kind of towards the beginning of the movie when uh, Al, how do you say his name? Cervix. Al, I think so. It's not Cervix. It's not. What no. Do you say? How do you say it? Rodney Dangerfield's character. Yes. Because he basically plays himself. Is it like? Or who are we kidding? I don't he, know. He how plays to say himself. It. Like he, he's yeah. basically just doing stand up. I think when he's with uh, his Asian friend, um, Wang? Mr. Wang, yeah, he says, Ooh. this is Mr. Wang, and he says, no offense. <laughs> and it's, why? I don't, I don't understand. I never understood that I either. Don't, I don't get why he says no offense. I don't understand, like, why he says that. It doesn't really make sense to me. I, I, I gotta say, with everything that goes on in this movie, Rodney Dangerfield's character confuses me the most. Everything he does. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and and even every one of his outfits is like so drastically like, just a mess. Yeah, it's weird. Not that I'm well, like no, some fashion back in the day. Not that I'm some fashionista, but no, like but he's wearing like all say, sorts of different I, patterns and colors, and it's like <laughs> it, it almost gives me like a seizure just looking at him. I could see you wearing some of his clothes though. I feel like you do have some in your wardrobe. I wouldn't doubt. I can that. neither confirm nor deny I mean, what's in my wardrobe. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Steph, you find a quote? Um, you know, the one that really hits home for me is when, uh, Ty, um, who is Chevy Chase, Ty Webb, um, is out there and he, he blindfolds Danny and he tells him to hit the golf ball and Danny just hits it right in the water and he goes right in the lumberyard, Danny. That's that's a really classic quote. I've had people say that to me on the golf course. My uncle routinely says it to me on the golf course. Um, but I, I just thought, you know, that was one quote that even when I was watching it when I was younger, I thought that that was hysterical. And I think Ty goes on to talk about lumberyards a little bit more where... Um, so that's not your weird quote award. That's your... That's just my favorite that's your, quote. It's, it's your heart. That's my, award. yeah, my... Terror, tug, terror, tug at the heartstrings. Oh. I think wow. it was. <laughs> Hold on, let me sop up my tears. <laughs> oh, you, it does look like you are crying right now, Steph. Is that just the humidity in the it's room? It's just my allergies right okay. now. We did. We should alert the listeners that we did crank uh, the humidifier. We actually brought two humidifiers, and it is really, really humid in here. <laughs> There's right a couple now. mosquitoes flying. We had to. Well. We had to do it though. Yeah. Um, I would say one of my favorite quotes, and it's, you know, I think it's kind of obscure, is when um, they're taking a little break uh, during the golf, and uh, Spalding walks up to the concession stand, and he goes, I'll have a hot dog and a hamburger and a milkshake, and Judge Schmail just, just like, grabs him by the arm and sits him down and goes, you'll get nothing in life. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably one of my favorite ones. Judge Smales is my favorite character. He just cracks me up. I like when he... We can get into that. So what do you guys think about the characters? You know, are are all their names um, a play on words? 
I don't know. Oh, yeah, you didn't, you, like, mentioned a little bit about this when we were watching the movie. What did you mean by that? Okay, well, Lacey Underall. That's, who like, is, who is, that's, uh, like, kind of the, no. Shmael, no, that's Maggie. Oh, oh. That's, that's Maggie. That's niece. Oh, yes, okay. Or is it his granddaughter? I'm not sure. I think I niece, yeah, maybe. I don't think it matters. Um, Lacey Underall, I think, is kind of a, a play on words. Um, yeah. Bishop yeah. Pickering, Dr. Beeper. <laughs> yeah. Um, Carl Spackler. Well, I did read Bushwood. That. <laughs> I did, uh, yeah, that's true. You know? I did read that Bill Murray's brother, Brian Doyle Murray, was yeah. one of the writers, and it said, as along with Harold Ramis and, uh, what's his name, the other guy? That Doug Kenny. Like, Doug Kenny. And they all worked as caddies when they were in high school. So I think that they probably took those names from real people. I mean, we don't know that for sure. But I don't know. Those names are so weird. I feel like you can't make those up, kind of. Yeah, I I I totally see what you mean. Okay, how about the characters, Steph? What's your favorite character? Um... I'm going to go with Ty Webb again. I think he's just got so many kind of um, zesty one-liners that he throws at people. Um, another great quote is when uh, Judge Smales asks him what he shot on the golf course, and he says, oh, Judge, I don't keep score. And then the judge replies, How do you measure yourself against other golfers? Yeah. <laughs> By height. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny one. So he's just very quotable, and uh, I think he's hilarious, you know, throughout the movie. Um, I feel like I see a little bit of tie in you. I do. I definitely do too. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you've seen the movie so many times you just started to emulate yourself after him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, was he? A, did, was he your favorite character when you were younger? Also, I think so. Been a yeah, long time coming. Yeah, I've always just thought Chevy Chase was hilarious too. I mean, just in general, in any movie, he really yeah. He's does. got a certain charisma. I gotta say, he does. yeah, he does. Yeah. He's. I think that. I think that when this movie came out, he was like the biggest thing. Yeah, there was it was right around SNL time. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's um, let's see. Okay, my favorite character. I don't know. I really like Rodney Dangerfield. Um, I yeah, I probably would say him. He's really funny. Uh, but there's just a lot of really good characters because we haven't even mentioned Bill Murray yet. I mean, he's yeah, Carl or whatever his name is. He's I don't even know what he does with his mouth the whole time, but like it it works kind of. It works for his like groundskeeper character. Uh, but we were talking about this when we watched the movie. The whole groundhog, not groundhog, the whole, um, what is it that he's chasing? The whole gopher. It's a, gopher. It's, it's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I was saying groundhog's day. Well, actually, I don't know. I think it's a little different. Uh, but the gopher, though, I when I was younger, I thought that was kind of, like, a, one of the funniest parts also because it's just, like, really silly, like, a little kid can understand it, but it's kind of stupid, though, rewatching it. It's, yeah, I don't know if it's needed. I've I've never really been a big fan of Carl Spackler. I I never thought he was okay. funny. Um, I think he says a couple of funny things if you're paying attention. Um, they could you could easily miss him though. Like when he's like talking about like killing the gopher, and he's like he says that he's been like ordained by like the country of the United Nations <laughs> to kill the <laughs> gopher. But yeah, I don't I don't think he's very funny. I don't think. Maggie is funny no, at Maggie's all. Why you guys gotta hate on Maggie? All right. What do you, what's is there any redeeming quality about her? Yeah, she's loyal to Danny when Danny goes really. off with. Yeah. No, Danny's like, I'll marry you, and she's like, I don't want to marry you. <laughs> in that sh- yeah. in that accent. Well, yeah, really they're like they're the like Irish nineteen accent. years old. 
You don't understand. I think this movie takes place where in probably the Midwest somewhere. Yeah. Well, so what's interesting is the movie takes place in Nebraska, mm-hmm. but it was actually filmed in Florida. Yeah, it's like that. you couldn't get like two d- more different places. Actually, you probably could. You but could. You know, Antarctica, but Hawaii. She, <laughs> I'm telling you, she's yeah. the classic like Irish Catholic girl. You know, how many Irish Catholics Catholics though are there in Nebraska? I don't know. No, but she's not from Nebraska. A couple. She's, a, she's like a foreign exchange student or something. It says <laughs> in like the script. They don't say it in the movie, but it says in the script. Oh, I didn't somewhere. know that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. She's just like she's just there. We haven't even mentioned Danny. Is Danny a funny character? Danny. Do we like him? He's all right. He's he's likable. I wouldn't say he's like one of the funniest characters though. I mean, he's the main character. So. Yeah, he's the protagonist. Yeah. You could say. No, Judge Smales would be my favorite character. I think he just says so many like. Just dumb things. And I love, like, he's got, like, a very, like, open mouth for any time he, like, pronounces anything. <laughs> yeah, you you know, Danny, are you making fancy with my best girl? Okay, what I've always thought is funny thing about his character. So, during the whole movie, like, so many bad things happen to him. Like, he gets his, <laughs> he gets his boat destroyed. He gets into this, like, bedding, which is never allowed at the course. Yeah, he loses um, 80 grand. Yeah. That's another the movie, but like I feel like all these bad things that happen to Judge Smales only begin when the movie starts. Like I feel like he's he's super respectable before the movie. Like you like hear about this character, then you meet him, and he kind of like runs the country club a little bit. Yeah. But then you meet him, and and he, like everything he does and his reputation is like called upon and, and called into question. Because it just seems like he's a completely different character once the movie starts. I kind of like that because like they, it kind of shows that there's like a history. Like, behind, yeah. behind, like, the movie, and, like, well, he had a certain reputation before the movie started. So the thing is with his position, to my understanding, is he is the club president, which pretty much means is he wasn't hired by the club. He was voted on by its members um, to be the president. So you'd obviously have to have a pretty good reputation. Um, yeah, like his, well-liked. Repu- his reputation, I think, was... But I think people know that he's also kind of a stickler, but... To be the president of a country club, you kind of have to be a hard ass anyway. That's like true, that's yeah. kind of just in the job description. Well, the... Danny always wants to get his approval throughout the movie. Well, because it's because Danny the wants the scholarship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because you know he lives in that big household of like all those kids. Yeah, can we talk about how many kids there are in that house at the beginning? Well, I think some of those kids aren't his brothers and sisters. No, I think I they're think just they there. Are. I think they all are. No, he goes. Well, no, because there's goes, that. Who do you know here? Whatever. Like, who are you? When I the kids the dad eating was just cereal. Making a joke about. Oh no, I don't think so. No, he's cereal. like, who the hell are you? And the and the wife goes like, that's your nephew. Oh, oh. Yeah, okay, you're right. That's true. Okay, so our next segment is where were we when the movie premiered? So, Augie, what year did this movie come out? 1980. Okay, none of us were alive, so that's the end of the I segment. guess that's the end of that segment. Who came up with that segment? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we weren't alive. We're, when we get to a movie... That we came that comes out when we're alive, oh, yeah. and we'll talk about. My it. mother was fifteen. Oh, we're not. We're not talking about. Wow. Don't here? read into that too much. I think your I think your mom would be really disappointed to know that you disclosed her age on yeah, open air. Yo, okay, I'm what, sorry. Did your mom like this movie? Yeah. Your dad. Yeah, I think my mom does. It's not really my dad's type of movie. My dad's more of kind of like, um, the Notebook. No, like, uh, 
Nope. Talladega Nights, like that kind of like vulgar humor. See, I think that this kind of feeds into that, though. I think uh, that Talladega Nights is very s- silly, also. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's not that much different. I don't know. I just, I think it's, I think it's different. Well, so big yawn there. Yeah, Whoa. sorry. <laughs> you all right? I need another Earl Grey tea, but there's no liquid allowed in this room. Yeah, that's true. In so we, we are jail recording cell. this in the Camp Student Radio. Uh, building on the University of Arizona campus. It, that's good. Acoustics. Shout out. Yeah, shout out. It only took us about an hour to figure out how to work all this technology. <laughs> well, we'll do better next week. <laughs> yeah, th- now we kind of have a, an idea of what to yeah, do. We'll do better in the future. Um, okay, any other general thoughts, or do we want to get to our next segment? Okay, I have I have a little uh, a little tidbit okay. um, that I'd like to introduce. Um, you know what I what scene I think is totally overrated, and this goes back to you can hear Augie flipping the pages on oh, his yellow I know where notebook. You're going. It's gonna be about Bill Murray's character. No, no. The oh, scene okay. when Maggie is dancing on the golf course and okay. she finds out she's not pregnant. Yo, you would the be white excited robe. about that too. I know, but why is she wearing this? Does she live because on the golf course? Because she's an Irish Catholic. Hey, hey. I'm sorry. <laughs> But what does her being Irish Catholic have to do with her She dancing? has to dress very plainly but like that. <laughs> she had sex, though. I mean... Yeah, but, dude. Well, they were, but they were sorting off. holy cards, to be fair. Yeah. I thought we <laughs> talked about no religion in this podcast. Oh, hey. that's right. All right. I guess that's the end of that comment. <laughs> no, but she's dancing because she's excited, and clearly she cannot... She's not going to, like, bust it down in her white gown. Okay, but here's, here's what I don't get. A, doesn't she have a home... Oh, I think that's a Judge Schmales quote, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you remember when... What, what scene I is it when... I have been dropping Caddyshack quotes the whole episode. I just haven't noticed. Stephanie what scene is it What scene is it when Judge Schmales goes up to the, to the people and he's like, Don't you people have homes? Yeah, oh, think, yes. Oh, yeah, I think you are right, yeah. I don't remember what scene, though. Is, that, is it the scene where they're dancing, like, at nighttime? Maybe, it might be. And Spalding throws up in the... That's a funny part. I've always, I've always haven't liked that. You can throw up wherever he wants. Why why do you throw up in the car? Because he's a pure comedic genius. I I don't even think he was trying to gag anyone. I think he was just so overcome by the feeling of vomit from swallowing that cigarette. But speaking of that dinner dance scene. Wu-Tang. So (laughs) do you remember when Rodney when Rodney Dangerfield goes up to the the bar to order a drink? And he called he's like, Hey, Sabu, can you make a bull shot? So I looked up what a oh, bull yes. shot was. Okay, we were trying to figure this out when we were watching A the bull movie. shot is a cocktail made with vodka, beef bouillon, and Worcestershire sauce. So it's oh. basically like a like a Bloody Mary, but instead of tomato juice, it's beef stock. Hell yeah. Interesting. I don't know, so I don't know how I feel about that. Why is it called bull shot, though? It's a weird name. Because there's beef in it. Oh, okay, so it's referencing. Okay, All right, that makes sense. But and then he and then he says, "Can you make a shoe stink?" And I think that just means like, "Can you make a stiff drink?" So, Steph, what do you what do you have to say about this drink as a almost bartender? If someone came up to you now, you would be able to make a bull shot. Well, that is true, but I I probably we I've never seen beef bouillon <laughs> in a bar, and Worcestershire sauce. Maybe it's because you don't know where. Maybe is more common. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. So, do you think it's a play on word on bullshit? Is that kind of? Uh, maybe. That could be it. Because I don't know. I mean, a bowl, yeah, that is that's like beef, I guess, but like the beef stock. But it could have been called like a cow shot or something. But no one says like cow shit. It's like bullshit. Yeah, but but cow shot isn't as like powerful as bull shot. 
That's true. You know? Okay. Yeah. So it's like a very like I think nineteen eighties kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, uh, like, I was reading it. it. Says that they were really popular in like the sixties so and seventies. Do 70s. we want to make a challenge for ourselves and order one of these? Um, this I'm telling you, you won't be able to find it. Now, I think doesn't beef bouillon come in like cubes? Cups of cube powder. You could just use. I'm sure you could just use like beef stock. Yeah. Okay. Let's give it a try. I'll, I'll, I wonder if I'll you heat it, it up. Okay, so we'll, we'll look into that week, and we'll and we'll let you know. Next week we'll let you know after we tr- we'll try to order a, a bull shot and see what results we we get. So we'll get to that next week. Okay, so on to our next segment. The it's just a movie suspension of disbelief award. <laughs> Augie made this really long name uh, for oh, the segment, yeah. but... I don't think I have it here. <laughs> I don't want to read the whole thing again, because it's about 30-second uh, title segment. So, we'll just get into this. I, I really I really was like thinking, like, oh, this movie's not going to have a suspension disbelief award because the movie's so ridiculous. But I think there was one aspect of the movie that was so much more ridiculous than everything else that happened in the movie. And that is when Al's bag... So Rodney Dangerfield's golf bag. I think that thing was more ridiculous <laughs> than anything else in the movie. I, I think that was that a piece of technology be, from the future. Yeah. No, I think you could totally do that. They have bags these days that have these days, full, but full kegs. Okay, dude. They had everything. kegs in I'm gonna, 1980. I'm going to list everything that this bag does, okay? So it has a button where the driver can fly <laughs> out and you can catch Kay. it. <clears throat> Next thing. Uh, it has a drink machine in the bag. Okay, which you said is is realistic. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, it has a beeper. Oh, he has a has a putter. The putter was what I was gonna say. Yeah, the be- so he has a putter that has a beeper and it tells him yes or no <laughs> to hit the ball. What, what does that even mean? What does that mean? Yes or no? It doesn't say like speed. It doesn't say how hard. Yeah, he, he didn't like measure it like against the hole, like how yeah, far he was. It, it just it just. He did that all before. You just don't see. Oh, that. Was, that, was that was yeah. that shot? No, yeah, I don't believe that because we are following that that play because that was the first time he played the whole time. It has a. Um, is that a like? Is that the first hit you see him make? I think uh, so. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, dude, it has a speaker. Okay. That's not too unrealistic. You remember you said well that one scene where you okay just, I just like, didn't understand I just didn't understand like the phrasing of that scene. He's like he's like what do you got the the Italian guy's got like he's like what do you got a bunch of rocks in here and Riding Dangerfield goes when I was your age I used to carry like ice like five mil five miles uphill and um, I think his name is Tony. He puts the bag down. And he's like oh yeah so what and Rodney Dangerfield just goes so, so what so let's <laughs> dance. <laughs> I just like. Oh, what was what yeah. was the point of that? I, I didn't I get it. It was funny, but I think that's just Rodney Dangerfield improvising. I think that's. I, that's I think there is. was a lot of improv improvisation in yeah. this movie. I will right, we'll get to that in a second. I just gotta tell you one more thing. This thing has a phone. One of those old school phones, which actually we have in the booth here. One of those ones that has the 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 coiled cord. Oh. <laughs> Come on, what 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 golf bag has that? I think I don't know what about you guys, but this movie is is really silly. It's ridiculous, but I think that golf bag. It like stands out for being like way more ridiculous than anything else in this movie. Wait, so there's a phone in the golf bag. Yes, he answers it towards okay, the end of the movie. Okay, but didn't back then you needed like a landline? Didn't you need it to be connected to someone? So you'd have to like carry the bag with the cord all around. Yeah, yeah I guess. I well, mean, <coughs> I just think like how does this bag have this many things? And then at the end of the movie, when the explosion happens, all of the clubs fly out of it. Well, because he presses eject. Yeah, so that means every celebratory. single there's like a little like jet thing of air in every under. It They're probably it's just one. like probably like yeah, it could springs. be spring loaded. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying, I think out of this movie, which is ridiculous. 
this is the this is the thing that suspended my disbelief. It doesn't ruin the movie. It just that's just what it, you know what it was for me in this movie. Do you guys have one for that or no? Um, let's see. I think that the the scene when um he blows up the when Carl Spacker blows up the course I was and it's like everything is exploding thing. and the the oh you know what else is like kind of suspension of disbelief is when the ball gets stuck right on the edge of the rim oh, yeah. like that. And, like, you can tell, like, they had to do, like, some, you know, technical editing because, like, there's no way the ball would actually ever sit that far in the hole and not go yeah, in. Yeah, you can, yeah, the camera, they yeah, do, like, a shot where the camera's in the hole and you can see it, like, halfway over. Yeah. I just think that, like, that kind of plays into the climax, though. It does. Like, it certainly it, does. It's like, I have no complaints oh, about lost. it. And then, like, oh, my God, they won. Like, it's well, kind of one of those So, ones. actually, they... Yeah, tell us the official golf rules on well, that. So, they might have changed the rule, but so the ruling is is once you hit your putt on the green and your ball comes to rest, you have, um, and it's on the edge of the hole, you have 10 seconds to hit it. And what they used to do back in the day is they would call it shading. So you'd stand so your shadow would go over the ball and where it was on the hole, and the grass would start to wilt because it's not having the sunlight hit it. So when it would wilt, the ball would then drop in. But you only have 10 seconds to do this. So if you count in the movie, which I have before, it takes around 12 seconds. And the caddy master, um, the guy with the hat, I don't know, he seems to be watching it very intently. Yeah, and never Brian makes Doyle Murray. Lou. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Lou, yeah. Yeah, he seems to be watching it very intently and never makes a ruling. Huh. On that, but he's probably I mean, not uh, registered with the USGA or anything like that. Well, it's, so it was illegal. Do, what do you guys think about that? Well, there was also a, a part where you see uh, Judge Smales do the old Schmittenknopf foot wedge and kick his ball out from underneath oh, yeah. the tree yeah, during the match. How about you improve your lie, sir? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a lot of kind of shady stuff going on, um, but I, I think yeah. It, it, you can see, like, it's the ball's just so far over the hole, it should fall in by then. But there's been cases in professional golf and in my golf career where it kind of lingers on the edge of the hole for a second and then uh, drops in. It, it's very satisfying, I will give you yeah. that. So Did if you they're, say your professional golf career? I said, profe- like, in professionals' golf careers. Oh, I thought you meant, like, your professional golf no. career. Okay. So what's the what would be the golf... Uh, rules on if there were an explosion on the course and then the ball went in. Would they count that? Um, I think so. I think it's like any act of nature. Um, like if like a gust of wind blew your yeah. ball in. But, but a man-made explosion? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I'll have to consult my USGA rules expert. <laughs> All right, perfect. So. Do you play golf often? No. No, no, have I don't. you ever played? Yeah, I played golf, okay, and I'm right. shit at it. But you played in Iowa. Correct? I did, I did. I I was fortunate enough to play That's with close with my yeah with my girlfriend's dad when I went to Iowa to visit her. Did her he family. beat you? Y- you know, we didn't keep score. We just oh, measured you, each other. Isn't by he home. taller than you though? Oh, dude, sorry about that. Phones are supposed to be I was saying in what? the recording booth. Sorry, sorry. Steph, come on. I'm yeah, sorry. that was the last time I played golf. The last time before that was probably a good three, four years. Wow. I don't play I don't play very often. I'm not particularly fond of it. Why I'm not? Are you not patient enough? No, I'm I'm just shit at it. Yeah, but you get better though the more you play. You don't like going out there. Like I feel like it's really relaxing. That's kinda why I like golf. 
Like, mm. I think it's like a very like. I'd rather go swimming. Can be. <laughs> like, how often do you kind of just like if you if you don't have a golf cart, like you kind of just like walk from each hole to hole. It's very slow. It, it kind of like it's like a very chill day. I kind of like that. What I don't like about it is when you got people in front of you and behind you. Oh yeah. And they're always either they're always pushing you. Yep, they're always yeah, either hitting pushing you or shoving you. Yeah. Speaking of swimming, because I, I would rather go swimming than than play golf. You know what I always found funny was oh, when they transition. go when they go swimming at the pool and it's caddy day oh, and there's the yeah. sign and it says caddies welcome from one to one fifteen p.m. <laughs> well, I think that scene is only actually fifteen minutes. I think that probably is a joke on that because it's a pretty short scene, but it's like long enough though where it kind of makes sense in that time frame because that's the that's the baby Ruth scene. I know I wasn't that, it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Okay. But I mean. I wouldn't say that that's a short scene. There's a lot guys, that happens. You guys know what song plays during that scene? I love that song. I don't know. It's the one when they're the one when they're doing the synchronized dance. No, no, where it's like they just all get there and then uh, um, Lacey walks up and then she does the the dive into the pool. Also, I don't think like pools have enough high dives anymore. Like, what's the last pool you went to with like a high dive? Like a um, high, yeah, a really like... Good point. Yeah, there's one near my house. There's a community pool that's got a really good-sized one. Yeah, grown like up. how many feet? Because that one there it's was probably size. about 25 feet. Yeah, no, it's one of those where, like, like kids, like, get scared climbing it because it's oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's one of those. Yeah, that would scare me. Uh, okay, so as Augie's looking this up, Steph, I gotta ask you. Um, the scene with the baby Ruth uh, was a clear reference to Jaws. Was it? Yeah, so they use the Jaws music, or a, a variation of the Jaws music, because, like, when the when the Baby Ruth is, like, floating in the water, it's, like, approaching people, and the Jaws music is playing. So, Jaws came out in 1975, and Caddyshack came out in 1980. Do you think that reference was too old, or what? Or be, because, no, keep in mind, Jaws 2 came out in 1978, but that movie was shit. No one, no one Jaws saw. is, like, iconic. I mean, I've never seen the movie, and I still know the... Da-na, yeah, da-na, I would say if, okay. if Jaws already had two movies out by the time this one came out, then, you know, it was probably pretty well known that they were making a reference to Jaws. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think it was outdated. I was just curious, because I think that music nowadays is still, like, like you associate that with, like, a shark or, like, oh, yeah. scary water. Like, that, and that's pretty, that's a testament to the music. And you know what's crazy about it is you only need to say two notes. All you got to do is, mm. da-da. Yeah. And people know, like, what you're about to do. Wait, can you do that again? Steph's getting scared. Da-da. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen Jaws, though, really? No, never. Oh, I, I feel classic like summer movie. To talk about, yeah. Yeah. That's, and like, one of, that and Caddyshack are, like, two of my favorite movies more of to watch a in the summer. Water World kind of guy. Waterworld. <laughs> okay, we're not watching Waterworld. Waterworld. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen that one. <laughs> Do you know it? No, I don't. It's, it's so it came out in the nineties. Like when Kev Costner, keep in mind, was, it was good. Was he was big. at his peak. He was big. It was like after Dance with the Wolves. Uh, it's this like post-apocalyptic movie where everything is really. Oh yeah, you just put on the mute side, so I guess he's not talking anymore. Um, it's off now. Okay, it's off now. Um, where it's like in this post-apocalyptic universe where everything's water. Like somehow water is only water in the entire world. Steph, do you like it? I just remember watching it with my dad and I never really understood it. And I'm like, Dad, what is this movie about? And he's like, it's about water. (laughs) And that was pretty much it. So do we want to talk about little improv stuff with the movie? Like I think that's kind of worth talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, there's a ton of improv in this movie. And I think that they... 
when they were filming it, I think they went over budget and they went over the schedule because there were so many days when people would like, you know, party too much the night before, come to the set late, and then they would just make up lines like all day. Do you think you do you think it was worth it? Like I think I think it is, but what do you guys think? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I don't know what the movie box office, but Hey, look that up. Buddy. It's <laughs> By the way, I think I think the pool song is Mr. Knight by Kenny Loggins, who did the soundtrack for Spoon. Yeah, he did do the soundtrack. Yeah, I didn't know that. Which, he's a pretty big name. Yeah. I mean, he did Footloose, right? I think so. That was him. Yeah, was it? Pretty yeah, big name. I think so. Uh, so the, the, the budget was $6 million and the gross was around $40 million, That's so. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. So, yeah, I mean... It looks, and I think that goes along with, like, a couple, like, my kind of favorite trivia fact that I didn't know about this movie was that it was supposed to be, like, a coming-of-age movie. Like, it wasn't supposed to be comedy. But then when, when they started getting in, like, all these actors, like Rodney Dangerfield, Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, because they, like, originally weren't part of, like, the, the script that much, then the movie, like, changed into this comedy. And I think that has to do with, like, the improv stuff. I think, like, they had such an energy on Makes sense. Set, it kind of changed the, the movie. Well, the other thing, too, is... You know, constantly throughout the movie, Danny is asking Ty pretty much for advice. And he's like, what should I do? Should I win this caddy tournament and go to college? Or I just don't know what to do, you know. And Ty pretty much offers him no advice of <laughs> yeah, of anything. Ultimately, it's a comedy movie. I mean, does, Ty, does uh, what's his name, Danny learn anything? I mean, maybe, um, like I think at the end, that, well, no, I guess then, when he's at the yacht Danny club, he learns the... where his saliva line is on oh. his hand. Oh, that's palm, good to know. During the sexy palm reading yeah. scene. That also True. leads into the scene where um, Judge Smales finds uh, Lacey, right? Yeah. Lacey and Danny um, shacking up together, and he discovers them, and he swings the golf club at him, <laughs> knocks over the bedpost. <laughs> That that is, that's a great scene. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a, that is a really good one, and it it's just like another ridiculous, like funny, like part of the movie, like Judge Mel's doing that because you never expect some some person to do that. Yeah, in that like position. But I think you're right. It really. I just love how Judge Mel's like loses his cool like so quickly. Exactly. That's like when he immediately part. grabs the golf golf club and starts swinging it. The scene when Danny goes to meet him in the office and. They're, like, dodging their heads around the lamp, and he just shoves the lamp off his desk. <laughs> There's the scene when Rodney Dangerfield makes the bet with him at the beginning, and he just he, he just throws his club into the, into the clubhouse. That's another one that my, uh, my uncle would always say on the golf course. He'd say, there's no gambling at Bushwood, and I never slice. Yeah. And then he hits it straight in the woods, just and like then, my uncle yeah, does. Yeah, there's a little bit of foreshadowing, and then, and then he also gambles at the end of the movie to, yes. to fix his boat. It's ultimately to fix his boat. So, okay, I think like it kind of works, because I'm looking up Ted Knight comedy films, and it looks like he was only in two other comedy films yeah, I think in he was. Career. I think he was a big TV actor. Yeah, so I, I think he was kind of like a more serious actor. He, yeah, so he I definitely think that's was. that's the funny part about Caddyshack. I mean, we. I mean, we don't know, but like when it came out, it was probably like, oh, like maybe like a Leslie Nielsen kind of thing in Airplane, where he like played these serious roles, and then he did this like completely like yeah. funny kind of deadpan character. And for Ted Knight, he kind of did this like crazy, like you don't know what he's gonna do type of character, which it seems like he didn't play it throughout his whole career. I think that that kind of like helps with the, with the, like the comedy and all that stuff. Wow, he died then. six years after the movie came yeah, out. That's yeah. sad. 
I know that. Where right, were you then. in 1986? 1986. Um, we weren't alive still. Still wasn't alive. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were, Rats. we were close. We're still we, a little close. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're, getting we're close still about a decade off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so... Um, Have you guys ever seen the sequel to this movie? No. no I, I haven't I've either. heard about it, but... Yeah, I've never heard good things I don't about think it. I figure any, I'm just not going to waste any my time one of the it. original actors is in it. Maybe yeah, Danny so is, but... It's not worth it. I got to say, though, Danny can hit a golf club. I don't know if you guys noticed that, no, but... No, he, he can hit a golf ball. Yeah, like when you look at like uh, Roddy Dangerfield, Chevy Chase, Ted Knight, they don't look like they know how to swing him. Well, that's every country club hacker. I mean, they they say swing your own swing, and people truly do. Be really good though, right? I mean, Ty's swing is pretty good. I don't don't know if you noticed that, but Danny has a has a good swing. Uh, The guy in real life, it's okay. Never plays him. Michael O'Keefe. All right. Yeah, Michael O'Keefe. I think. You know, I like the scene during the caddy tournament when he's playing versus, I think the guy's name is Tony, and yeah. the, he's wearing, like, bell-bottoms, a sleeveless <laughs> shirt, and, like, smoking while he's wearing two black golf gl- golf gloves. Yeah, what, what and he, like, before he, like, he, right before he, he takes his swing, he, like, takes one, like, last drag of the cigarette and just, like, flicks it on the golf course. Yeah. It's well, ridiculous. that grass isn't as flammable as you think it is. I know, but still, it's so, it's so healthy. Yeah. Just People a constantly time, smoke on Wait, the so golf Steph, course. Uh, as our golf expert here, what do you have to say about the two uh, golf gloves? That is very untraditional. I was telling you guys as we were watching the movie, you can right after um, Tony or whatever his name is, uh, after he yeah, hits, we could be saying the wrong. Then name yeah, the time. Sabu, as as uh, <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield calls him when he goes up to the bar, he's like, "Hey, Sabu." <laughs> Um, but Danny's only wearing one glove, and traditionally, um, if you're right-handed, you're, you'll wear one glove on your left hand. If you're left-handed, you'll wear one glove on your right hand. Yeah. There's only been maybe one pro ever who wears two gloves. I think it's, they call them Tommy Two Gloves, um, but there are some exceptions. If you're playing in the rain or stuff like that, um, that you, you'd wear two, but yeah... It's uh, very odd. What about that scene in the rain, where they, the the Ten Commandments scene? That's right. I love that scene. I don't. I don't know. I've never gloves. really I noticed. I don't think, I don't think he's gonna come down for quite some time. <laughs> I don't think he's wearing any gloves at all. So you know, you said something really funny when we were watching the movie the other day when Bishop Pickering gets struck by lightning, mm-hmm. and you mentioned something about a specific golf club. Do you remember what that was? Yeah. It, um, oh yes. Okay. It's the classic quote. Um, if you're ever playing golf and it's raining and you're afraid of getting struck by lightning, then just hold up your one iron because not even God can hit a one iron. That's a good one. Ha ha. What makes, so what makes iron. a one iron so hard to hit? So flat. It's very flat. So it, it's so ba- Well, basically, from what I understand, um, as each number goes up, the more like kind of curved the club is. No? Safan's shaking his head. No. So as, as the numbers increased the amount of loft that the club has increases so your driver which is your least lofted club in the bag is usually anywhere from probably about 7 to 12 degrees of loft and then your most lofted club excluding your putter 
um, would be like some kind of wedge, which usually is around yeah. 60, 56 degrees. So the loft, okay. Right. Yes, so what you have is your driver and your three wood and all those usually hit off a tee, so they're a little bit easier to get up off the ground. With a one iron, you're hitting an iron that's pretty much lofted at, you know, probably yeah, around a driver, yeah. Um, I always loved the wedge. When I was playing golf club. Yeah. That was my favorite. <laughs> the wedge, it's not a bad golf club, I gotta say. Well, there's, played there's the whole several different wedge. types of wedges. I like the pitching wedge. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Nice. Are there is are there more than just pitching and sand? Yeah. Nice sandwich. Lob. Sand wedge. <laughs> Lob wedge, gap wedge. What's your what's your favorite golf club? My favorite golf club? Probably eight iron. Eight iron? Yeah. What golf club do you think would do the most damage to someone's skull? Like a home intruder. Oh, yeah. Like if, wait, do you sleep with a golf club underneath your bed? Because I feel like you do. I don't, know. Oh, I'm surprised. I should, though. You should, yeah. You sleep with a baseball bat near your bed, though, right? It's, it's kind of like in bat? my room. No, it's actually a Brett bat. It's a oh. bamboo bat. Ooh. Yeah, it's nice. To nice. try it out sometime. But yeah, which one would be the best? Though? Yeah, which one would be the best for home defense? Um, definitely an iron. Yeah, definitely an iron. Probably like something like a, a seven iron or a five iron. Yeah, I was thinking so. a five. I was thinking a putter, honestly. Eh, well, the the shafts on putters can be kind of thin sometimes. Uh, yeah, like the putter okay. part, that's, that could be nice. Yeah, that'd be like a nice, like, right yeah. in the temple. Yeah, exactly. So well, yeah, I think you should sleep with the with the club underneath your bed now, Steph. It's just kind of like hard to get out of the bed, and then when you're swinging yeah. it, I mean, you really if you don't like make contact with like the head of the club on like the intruder, yeah, then the shaft is just gonna hit you, and then that really well, probably this, wouldn't hurt scenario, that bad. Um, well, you, you know, got reach though, you got reach. Yeah, you scenario. do. You do. I don't care how tall mm-hmm. this intruder is. When you, when you well, you it, what matters is the wind, the wingspan. Yeah, that is true. You know, if they could reach you from you know four yeah, feet but away. Yeah, that's a pretty tall guy. Though. Yeah, he is. How's your wingspan? I actually, I think I have like a not a great wingspan. For your height, uh, I'm yeah. I'm around six two for those listening out there. Yeah, six two and a face for Steph radio. Is, uh, he's he's but good seeing right now. He's standing. I'm no, I'm not. Don't listen <laughs> to <laughs> him. Spin around one more time. <laughs> Um, what what but I'd say my wingspan is around probably five ten. I think I have short arms for my. Ooh, that's unfortunate. But I have yeah. long you, you legs. Do you live through life embarrassed by that fact? <laughs> Some, I've he's never got, thought about it until now. He's got deep pockets and short arms, folks. That's right. <laughs> what piece of sports equipment do you guys would think would be the worst in the event of a home invasion? A baseball glove. Ah, uh, <laughs> you could wear it on your head like the little kid does. I love rookie. I love when the little kids. <laughs> I went to a baseball game last week, and there was a little kid just walking with, like, a bag of popcorn in one hand and a bag of peanuts in the other, and he had his baseball gloves. That's just classic. <laughs> that's classic oh, America. That. Yeah, it makes me smile so much. Thing. Yeah, it's like, a, just like a, he doesn't give a crap. Yeah, I think a baseball glove would, would probably rank pretty lowly. Logan, what about you? You Wait, you think a baseball bat would? Or, uh, I'm sorry, baseball, baseball glove. glove. Baseball glove oh, would baseball be a terrible glove. weapon. Okay. <laughs> I think a baseball bat... Like, as we were saying, like, even if you, like, a golf club, you can only hit them with, like, the ends, and that's, like, a nice piece of iron, but, or whatever the metal is, I don't know if it's actually iron. Um, Steel, but, yeah, titanium. Yeah, whatever it is. It's, it's Maybe nice wood, metal. just um, depends. No, I wouldn't use a wood. But, like, a baseball bat, like, a nice aluminum, you know, like, college baseball yeah, bat. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Like, you can, you can hit someone Oh, anywhere. like a t-ball bat. Oh. oh. Okay, yeah. how about, how about one of the worst weapons? Um, probably, like, a paper airplane, because, like, it's kind of hard. Not, to... That's not sports <laughs> equipment. Oh, what okay. kind of sport is We're that? talking sports <laughs> equipment here. 
Well, I thought that, you know, paper airplane. You could do like a kite, kite fighting <laughs> as a sport. Yeah, okay. That'd yeah, be a bad kite, weapon. Yeah. If, well, if there, you had like a fan or something <laughs> in your room, then maybe you could get it going with that. But, but the kite, you have the string though, at least. The baseball glove. Yeah. So I would say the what kite like is. like a soccer net? <laughs> yeah. Well, well I mean, you could like you trap think, them in it. You think back to like. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. But think back to like like the glad gladiatorial fights. Like there was the that's net true. man yeah. who like had literally just a net and then oh, the trident. Okay. So yeah. I would say a soccer net would probably you know be decent if you knew how to how use about it. A baseball base, just like the base itself. Uh, yeah, that Those was aren't oh, that heavy. Well, is it a breakaway base or like a like a professional base? Uh, okay, if, a, if professional bases are pretty heavy, so... Yeah, so I'd yeah. take that out, and then that little metal piece that sticks in the ground, I'd probably probably use that. So, so. we came to the agreement that a baseball bat is the best, and... Yeah. Uh, I think that they're, like, um, someone who could really use, like, a like throw baseballs well, that would be a good weapon, because yeah. it's kind of like a projectile. Yeah, you got the range, but that's hard though. And also, you're breaking a window. And you got yeah, so. you got one shot with yeah. that. Like right, if, if you, you had miss, like a bunch, like no, an elf, thi- yeah. like when he's throwing thing. all the snowballs. No, but we're saying one. Okay, thing, though, all right. So. You only got one. Yeah, shot. I guess because yeah. if, if you, you miss, could throw as many baseball gloves at someone as you wanted to, eventually. you'd eventually do some damage. <laughs> you slow them down. Eventually. Yeah, yeah. you know, or, or bury them <laughs> in how baseball many, gloves. But like realistically, how many baseball gloves does someone have in their house? That are, like baseballs, like someone could have like a whole bucket. A bucket. Worth, like That's a whole true. Balls. That's true. A baseball glove, like if it's like a you know two kid family, like four gloves maybe. How do you how how do you think a uh, a tennis racket would be? It'd be pretty good. You could hit someone with the frame. Yeah. See. See the golf club and the baseball bat to me are like heavy weapons. So it's like you take a big swing. They're nice and balanced, though. Yeah, they are. But <laughs> they're like heavy weapons. You take a big swing, and then you have to recover from that swing. But like a tennis racket, you could do like a lot more like slicing and like See, quick I'm shots with it. I'm but you could, now. Like a baseball bat, you couldn't go like bam, 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 bam. But a te- I think you could. Because you'd have to go. I think you, you, use, a light, you use a lightweight guy, like an aluminum one. Like a T-ball bat. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. I think a wiffle ball dude, bat would probably thinking, be pretty bad, too. Reason, yeah. I'm thinking, like, the, the tennis racket is, like, a mix of the soccer net and a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. could trap them. If it, like, if it goes over the head, you could trap them in, the, in there. Yeah, yeah you could, like, break it over their head. Yeah. 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 That's kind of like a mix of And you could whip them around with it around their neck. Oh, yeah. I would do some of that, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, let's let's get off the weapons before, you know, we get a little too excited. Okay, so, but. Um, okay let's, let's go to our next segment here. Oh, we're still talking about the movie? <laughs> yeah. No, but we're going to be talking about a different movie. So um, our next segment here is, Wait. there's no really name for it, but um, I don't know if we mentioned this clearly enough, but every week we'll be talking about a movie that features an actor from the previous movie. So this week is Caddyshack, so next week we'll be talking about a movie that has one of these actors, one of these great actors that we mentioned. There's some good choices. But the movie, though, that Augie and I thought would be fun to talk about for like a little bit that we'll never talk about because it's ridiculous is Rodney Dangerfield's Back to School. <laughs> <laughs> what a classic movie. Do you want to tell Steph about it? Because I don't think Yeah, Steph's I've seen never it. seen it. Okay, so Rodney Dangerfield plays like this really, really it's wealthy. like Billy Madison. Uh, it's similar. It it has similar themes, I oh, guess. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, c- kind of. Yeah, but but, Rod- not really. but Rodney Dangerfield plays this really really wealthy business owner uh, whose son is going away to college, and 
uh, he's just gonna miss his son a bunch. No, and so here's why. So I yeah, just, I, I yeah, forget. So I looked up the. the premise, it's been a while since I've seen it. He he's an uneducated, self-made millionaire. Yeah. So he never went to college, <laughs> and so his son's going to college, and and he thinks. I can go to school with my son. I can finally be educated. So he goes to school. And it's Rodney Dangerfield. Just like literally, he just plays himself. Just he's like basically this, yeah the same character as he was and in yeah, Caddyshack. Yeah, like Augie, do- Augie pointed yeah, out. Yeah, everything that, that Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> says in Caddyshack, he does like this like shoulder like thrust and like he's always got his hands out like. Like yeah. Kind of like, like yeah, kind of like, like the reverse of like you know how like T Rex arms are like you know face down and stuff. And then they're, yeah, palms down. And then, like, Rodney Dangerfield palms up, and he's, like, always, like, yeah, you, you know, thrusting his arms. You can imagine. I'll try to describe it the best I can. But anyways, back to school. Um, back to back to school. So yeah. Rodney Dangerfield decides to go to college with him, and he's, like, got a shit ton of money. And he, like, buys his son, like, this, like, mansion apartment, knocks down, like, a bunch of walls in, like, the you know, the residence hall, dorm. Um, he, like, pays to get his, like, son on the swim team, um, which I guess kind of hits close to home with the recent news. Wow. But uh, it's it's hysterical because Rodney Dangerfield's going to all these classes, and he's, like, the same age as the professors. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is in it, and it's before yeah, he really? had, like, his teeth yeah. fixed. Yeah, he looks, he, he kind of plays, like, this, like, emo goth guy. Yeah, it's kind of a weird role for him. Yeah. Um, Sam Kinison, one of my favorite comedians, is in it. He plays like this, like history teacher who totally just loses his mind. Yeah, um, what I was trying to find was like why this movie was made because because <laughs> <laughs> it came out in 1986. That's six years after Cash. Like, obviously, there was an audience for it. But like, I was trying to find figure out if this movie was made because of like a Caddyshack and like Rodney Dangerfield like being like a Maybe. really likable character in that movie. But I couldn't find anything. But I feel like. They think like, oh, like Ronnie Dangerfield, like let's give him his own movie. Like he can be the main character and do all his antics without all these other great actors in it. Like it, it's kind of like the Ronnie Dangerfield show. Yeah, I feel like on the set of both of these movies, it was probably like the the cast and the crew members were kind of just trying to like let Rodney, you know, be himself do his and thing. just yeah, and just kind of you know film yeah. around him. Yeah, exactly. I think it was just him. So yeah, we just we just wanted to I just wanted to one of my that movie. one of my favorite lines in Back to School is when his son like gets like a C on like a, like in a course or something he goes A B C you're in the top three. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of those. It's, it's a lot of those like Rodney Dangerfield one liners. Yeah. And like he bulges his eyes out. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, but it's it's kind of like it's it's kind of stupid, but it's still like a funny movie though. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention it because I like, will never talk about that. And I don't think anyone knows what we're talking about right now with this movie. But I just, I just thought it was uh, It's a weird one. I don't even know if I would recommend it to a close friend. Yeah, would, yeah, would we recommend to Steph? I wouldn't. I would, I, well, Steph, Steph is kind of, a, kind of crazy about romantic movies. I'm not crazy about romantic movies. You kind of are. You're, You're always just trying to get me to crazy. watch, like... You know the English Patient, or like I've never what even was the seen one the English Patient. What was the one about the the two people and they were in love and there was like some like organ farm? Oh yeah, what that's was a that good one, one. You were trying to get me to watch for a while. It has Kira Knightley in it. Kira Knightley. Karina? No, that, that's Anna Karenina, and that's very oh, different. Okay. <laughs> and then it has um, that guy who's in uh, the Social Network. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg is that his name? Oh, no. Army Hammer. No, he's he plays oh, like oh, Pablo. Andrew Garfield. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, Andrew Garfield, Kira Knightley. Check it out; it's a good one. But if you're gonna be in tears, so bring your yeah. tissues. 
I don't think we'll ever talk about that. We do have a well. box of <laughs> tissues right here. Um, yeah, dude, they the, are the not box, name brand. They're, dude, they're the box used. Kind of looks like a piece of pizza. I don't know what like this design. Oh, is. you're oh, making like me a hungry. Piece of sushi. Yeah, no, yeah, pizza. it does look like sushi pizza <laughs> with like, like fried that. rice on the outside. Oh, that looks delicious. Boy, I wish the listeners could see this. <laughs> I really do. Is there an Instagram for no, this podcast? No, should we make yeah, one? Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. Okay, Depending, so. if, if, this, if this gets more than 100 listens, let's make an Instagram. Okay, all right. Dude. Fair enough. All right, we'll shake on it. All right, we're shaking on it right now with right. Steph as our witness. Yes, thank you, Steph. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have you sign the documents after. Augie can, can type out the legal paperwork. I need so, to contact my uh, notary. Okay. So do you guys have any other final thoughts? I think like we're getting pretty close to wrapping up and explaining what's happening next week. Um, before that, though, are there any other final thoughts on Caddyshack that we didn't mention that, that you, you guys thought we should talk about? Um, let's see. Oh, I do you guys remember the scene at the very beginning when Danny is telling Ty Webb that in the Cooter preference test he scored to be an underachiever? Yes. So I took a career test. I could not find the oh, Cooter one because okay. you had to pay for it, but I took a career test. I just wanted to see what, you know, results I would have. Um, and my personality type is conventional, realistic, yeah, and investigative, like I guess. Um, <laughs> and some of my list of suggested oh, yeah. occupations, the number one one that comes up is an IT auditor at 85%. Oh, number, are you excited for that? <laughs> number, number two is a statistician at 81%. Number three is a web developer, web no, 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 web <laughs> developer at seventy nine percent, which I've never had any interest in doing. Number four would be an archivist, which I have always wanted to, to be like a librarian or archivist oh, of totally, some sort. I, you're, you have history, so I oh, totally and I love history. sorting things. Sorting <laughs> things is one of my favorite hobbies. You just want to wear those cashmere jackets that <laughs> all the librarians wear. Oh, I would be a hot librarian. Let me just yeah, tell you that right that now. I don't remember that line, but that's kind of fun though. Well. Um, We'll, have, we'll take that after and see what, what we get. Yeah. So there's uh, an actual the test called the Cooter Preference yes, Test. Yes, but all my life I always thought it was spelled C-O-O-T-E-R, yeah, but turns out it's it was, actually yeah. spelled... Oh, they're going to make... It's actually spelled K-U-D-E-R. Oh, Cooter. Okay. Oh, right Cooter, there. Yeah, 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 yeah but I think it. you have to pay for it, though. I think it's basically... Well, once we start getting ads, then we'll, we can pay for a test. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think basically it's it's kind of like happen. the kind of like the Myers-Briggs test. So. Okay, yeah. What's, uh, what's that one where it's like you're um, you're an entertainer, you're a commander? What's yeah, that that's called? the Myers Briggs. Yeah, Myers Briggs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. If Abby and Allie are listening to this, you know who you are. Um, we'll have you guys sneaky on one shout time. out. We'll, we'll do a little test on the show to see uh, see where we go with that. All right. So, any other thoughts, Steph, on Caddyshack? It's a classic. If you haven't seen it, um, and you're in the mood for a raunchy. Um, raunchy, humorous movie. Give it a watch. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend it to a friend. So, so. okay, every week uh, we're going to do a little rating out of 10. Um, Augie, do you remember, remember we talked about this? Uh, do you remember the rating or do you want me to go first? Okay, so I'd give this movie um, eight Bill Murray uh, talking about winning a Cinderella story out of 10 Bill Murray talking about winning a Cinderella story. That's what I would give this movie. I would give I would give this one two boxes of naked lady tees, um, <laughs> a couple of those, uh, and this hat you get a free bowl of soup. Yeah, okay, I like that. Steph, I would give this movie. Um, let's see. Uh, I'd give this movie nine bowl shots. 
Nine. Okay. All right. Nine, nine bull like shots. I think yeah. that we're. I think we are all uh, very even in our rating. Yeah. I look. Yeah. We're all pretty close. I think. I gotta say. All right. So looking forward to next week. Um, I gotta say, Steph, it was great having you. Thank uh, you for week. having me on. I really appreciate Steph, it. You've I had a lot awesome of fun. Guest. Yeah. Hopefully we can get you on again. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Um, but yeah, next week what we're gonna be doing is. Um, if you guys don't know the uh, the six degrees of separation phenomenon, uh, where like like six people in the world can know each other based off of um, based off of like friends and knowing each other, there's a game called Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. I don't know why Kevin Bacon was chosen, but I think it's because he's in so many different genres of movies, where like you connect two actors that were in movies. So you go from one actor to another actor by connecting what movies those people were in. So what we're doing is we're gonna be uh, choosing an actor that was in Caddyshack, and um, and it can be Letting, any of the actors and yeah, and we will let our next guest pick a movie that has one of the actors from Caddyshack. Yeah, and then so, at the beginning of each episode, we'll kind of go through a review um, to determine how we got to this point. Yeah, so several weeks from now, we'll we'll have a movie and then we'll trace it back to yeah. to uh, Steph and, and yeah, but Steph, yeah, Steph had the keys to the kingdom. He could have picked any movie he wanted, and yeah, he picked I'm this one, and I'm glad he did different types of movies. Sorry we can't tell you what it is. We just, we don't know yet. Uh, but, There's you know, a lot of uncertainty. Title. Uh, uncertainty is good, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see what genres we get to, what years we get to. Maybe we'll get to a movie that we're alive when it, when it came out so we can, we can talk One about One can that. only hope. Yeah, so um, that's the show. I am Logan. I'm Augie. And I'm, I'm Steph, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and this is we start with movies. <laughs> you guys need to work on that. Yeah, we do. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye.